Welcome in to the Paul Kuharski podcast, pregame three as the Titans prepare for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, spent some time this week on some mayoral uh, and health department information as it pertains to fans at Titans games. And on a lawsuit filed against former Titan Ryan Fowler. So we'll be a little thinner and a little quicker this week, but still with some good information. Uh, talking uh, and editing. Blake Bettingfield pointed out Denver was missing Sutton, was missing Von Miller for the first time uh, in a season that that he was lost, lost A.J. Boye along the way. The Titans did not get the very best version of Denver. Jaguars were uh, largely complete, but uh, Ngakwe um, still an adjustment, and certainly the first time the Titans were seeing the Jaguars without Ngakwe. Now they're about to see Minnesota without Anthony Barr, without Daniil Hunter, without Michael Pierce, who opted out. And now um, I'm recording this on Friday. Mike Hughes is out. Cameron Dantzler is out. Titans catching breaks, two out of their three first opponents anyway. Um, Hardly at full strength, hardly the version of themselves they expected to put on the field when the season began. That's working in the Titans' favor. Titans obviously without Adoree Jackson but really the only, uh, and now A.J. Brown, but those are not comparable losses, I don't think. Um, And I don't think um, the opponents are looking at the Titans and saying, hey, we're catching them at a good time. Titans are finding ways to win. Vikings have not been finding ways to win by by any means. Uh, Vikings, without Hughes and without Dantzler, down to Holton Hill, who uh, is listed as a starter opposite Hughes, Jeff Gladney, another rookie, a guy we talked about a lot as the Titans were preparing for their own draft before they wound up with Christian Fulton. Harrison Hand, another rookie. Chris Boyd, also listed with Hand as a third teamer, who's also questionable. Um, The Titans should have room to throw the ball if they protect here, and I expect them to protect. So, um, you know, Ryan Tannehill's been great so far, um, and I think he can continue to uh, be very good in Minnesota, um, one of my stats that I usually use at the end of this podcast, I'll use at the beginning. Offenses facing the Vikings have thrown deep balls on 19% of their pass attempts. 13 out of 69 pass attempts against the Vikings this year have been deep, tied for the highest in the NFL. The league average is 10%. Uh, I'm presuming deep here is 20 plus. So 10% is the league average, almost double the league average against the Vikings have gone deep. Titans haven't thrown deep a ton. Um, and part of that's AJ Brown has been, uh, uh, was, was hurting at the end of the opener was missing in the second game. And they've been having good success without, uh, without throwing deep reasonable success. They got 33 points in their second game without it. Um, we know they kind of uh, made the first game work with, with just 16. But uh, I like their chances to, uh, to, to throw some deep strikes in this game or, um, you know, if, if, if Minnesota has to play super safe because of these cornerback issues, um, then the Titans will find a lot of room underneath and then maybe break a couple of those for, uh, for Yak. Um, the thing is that the Titans have injury problems of their own in the secondary. Malcolm Butler um, is not <clears throat> doesn't get an injury designation. He's still got a quad that I'm sure has him at less than 100. Uh, 
But Chris Jackson's hamstring, um, which had him not participating Wednesday and limited Thursday and Friday, has landed him out. Um, and so Christian Fulton is going to be a prominent player in this game. Uh, you figure Butler and Jonathan Joseph, who had a, a little bit of a calf and was sick um, this week, some combination of uh, Butler, Joseph, and Fulton are going to operate as the top three guys in this game. Um, and then the Titans are probably going to have to call on some depth from uh, – you know, Josh Kalu has some corner experience, but they're probably going to need Kareem or, or Breon borders from the practice squad. Greg Maben on the practice squad was put on the COVID list this week. Uh, Ty Smith is on the roster and, and, and could be uh, the next guy in line after the top three. Chris Milton is a cornerback on the roster, but he's really uh, predominantly a special teamer. So uh, maybe the Vikings are feeling like they can get over the top on the Titans as well, who have cornerback issues. Um, but the receiving core, the Vikings hasn't proven as dangerous. Uh, the Stefan Diggs trade is not looking good. Adam Thielen, uh, Kirk Cousins is forcing the ball to, and it's not, it's not working out particularly well. Um, the other thing connected to the Titans corners is, is the Titans blitz and, um, Look, they haven't gotten sufficient pass rush out of their front four, and they haven't blitzed a ton. Uh, Pro football reference says they've had 13 blitzes, tied for 11th in the league, 15.9% tied for 16th in the league, one hurry, five knockdowns, two sacks, eight pressures, eight missed tackles. Um, you know, pass pressure has been an issue we've been talking about with the Titans forever. Um, a tired Harold Landry has, uh, you know, he works his ass off. A tired Jadevian Clowney is not always, uh, it appears, able to work his ass off. And um, they have preferred mm, to leave a tired Clowney on the field. Shane Bowen this week said, ideally you want fresh guys on the field. Uh, the caveat here is not if that fresh guy is Kamale Correa in the first two weeks because he's played, I think, 12 and 17 snaps. He's clearly fresher than Jadavian Clowney. I wrote about this this week. Um, they prefer a tired Clowney to a rested Correa. Uh, that was a very, very well-read piece this week. People have a big interest in that. Bang. This week, enter the controversial Vic Beasley. Uh, they wouldn't have put him on Zoom with us if he was not playing and he is not on the injury report. So um, he's going to make his debut this week. To what degree, how many snaps, uh, in what role, all of those things we don't know. I would think he'd play opposite Landry some and it would free up, um, it would free up Clowney to bounce around and be a little bit more of that chess piece in the front that we expected. I would think it would free up Clowney to get a little bit more rest. Uh, I would think Clowney would be in increasingly better shape as well. Uh, quick aside on Beasley. Look, Beasley could be fantastic um, in this game and in this season, and it'll make the headache worth it. It does not change the fact, however, that he made the Titans look like asses. Um, for his failure to report for 10 days, his slow playing, his knee injury um, by all indications. 
and and I wrote a piece that I hope you'll read at paulkuharski.com. Um, Vic Beasley uh, headline: Vic Beasley's comments completely contradict Vic Beasley's behavior. Um, I think you should read that piece. Um, it's a free piece. Not everything at paulkuharski.com is free. You know why? Because good work uh, costs money. And I would encourage you to go become a member of paulkuharski.com. You get everything I write. You get these uh, game previews and game reviews that I talk about from Blake Benningfield, who scouted for 19 years for the Titans, was director of college scouting for the final six of those 19 years. No holds barred account from him about key matchups um, with insight into opponents and the Titans that you're not going to find anywhere else. Uh, occasionally these podcasts will be private. I had a long session, for example, last year with Frank Wycheck, who hadn't spoken to anybody else. And that was exclusive here. Periscopes and Facebook lives. Um, we get members in there. There's no riffraff. There are no trolls. And we have good, thorough, intelligent conversations just amongst ourselves. You get a, uh, a, a entry into a private Facebook page where we have pretty good conversations. You'll find Nice ticket exchanges without people ripping you off. You get a discount to Tennessee tickets if you want to buy through them. And there are now tickets on the market um, for the Titans and for other events that are starting to be held. Um, so I encourage you to join. Uh, it's the price of a cup of coffee or a fancy cocktail a month. Or if you want to go for a year, you get 12 months for the price of 11. There's the sales pitch. Please do join me. Um, and us on board. We talked uh, corner issues. We talked blitz issues. We talked freshness issues. Let's talk newcomer issues. Vic Beasley's won. We don't know what to expect from him. Darrington Evans looks ready to go. And I think we're all excited to see what is going to happen uh, with him. Uh, a, a true third down back. I think uh, everybody's expecting a lot more out of him than the Titans got out of Deion Lewis, which was a really questionable free agent addition. Darrington Evans is uh, extremely quick. He runs good pass routes, the entire tree, not just stuff you see out of uh, some running backs like perhaps Derrick Henry. Um, and I think Evans is uh, a real different weapon for Arthur Smith, who is uh, a creative play caller and now has something he hasn't had before as the play caller in a year plus two games. I'm very curious to see how they use him, um, and and it's going to be exciting. Uh, something new, fresh, different um, that can really add to the Titans' repertoire. Um, I'm excited to see it, um, and I think I think we all are. I don't know if he'll be limited in any way coming off his hamstring injury that talk, cost him the first two games of his career, but uh, let's pull the curtain back on that to some degree and see what's going on. One thought about uh, faster and higher scoring games that we've seen Coach Dave McGinnis on with, a, uh, with us on the Midday 180 this week posited that uh, it, it's because penalties are down and they're calling fewer holders uh, holdings for sure. It's curious, though, that they, they kind of revealed after week one, the league did, that they'd be calling only uh, obvious uh, penalties. I, I like that. I, I think the way that they're adjudicating things and the way they intend to adjudicate things. It's odd to me though, that they didn't talk about this as a point of emphasis with teams beforehand. And so it's kind of a surprise to players as it unfolds. 
Um, and I think that's kind of weird. They usually tell teams what it is that they're going to do, and then teams can prepare accordingly for what they're going to do. Um, and that's not been the case this week, and that strikes me this year, and that strikes me as odd. So um, I don't know if that's the right way to go about it. I've written about how uh, lack of offensive holding calls uh, may hurt the Titans in the long run because I think their offensive line is good enough to play by the rules, uh, but their defensive line is not good enough to get to the quarterback. Um against rule following offensive linemen better yet against offensive linemen that can stretch the rules. So you might look back at that piece. That's something um, worth, worth pondering as you watch games unfold. I'm excited uh, to get to this game. I'm excited to take in um, us bank stadium for the first time um, in Minneapolis. I've allegedly we saw it, when the midday 180 was uh, there for Super Bowl week, we don't go to the game. I don't stay for the game. Um, uh, allegedly, we passed by it outside on a night that I wound up the beginning of a, of a two and a half day terrible illness there. I don't recall, but I think I'm staying in walking distance distance from it. So uh, depending on on the weather and stuff, I may be able to uh, to walk over there. Not many people in the Titans media core going, so I will overshare as I did from Denver with uh, social media postings, lots of pictures, um, and tell you everything that I see from the Titans bench, sideline, et cetera, et cetera. So be sure to follow me at Paul Kuharski NFL. I always like to leave you with some statistics, and um, I think I've found some good ones here. These always come via... I always forget their official name via remarkable by inside edge, a service that I subscribe to and find very interesting. I'll give you three here. The Titans have started 63 drives inside their own 20 yard line since the start of the 2019 season. That's tied for the second most in the NFL, 63 drives inside their own 20 yard line. If you let the ball roll into the end zone, you start, at the 20-yard line on a kickoff, right? So some of these are punts that are uh, fielded or downed inside the 20. But this is a testament to how very below average the Titans' return game is. It got to do more to get outside the 20-yard line to start drives more frequently. More turnovers would help. Those are going to come at better points on the field, generally speaking. And you know, some returns, uh, punt return game, Khalif Raymond, you know, how about 10 yards once in a while, a, a, a free first down. And on the rare occasion that you're bringing kickoffs out, let's, let's see the Titans get beyond the 25 so that they're not sacrificing yards. The Vikings were undefeated nine and oh, when possessing the ball longer than their opponent last season, the best in the NFL, the league average was a six sixty eight winning percentage. Blake Benningfield, again, in the in the piece I referred to earlier, talks about the Vikings. Uh, they've had some success on some very long drives this season, and then they've had some very short drives, offset those long drives. Titans, obviously, uh, having trouble getting off the field on third down, particularly last week. That'll be a storyline in this game worth following. And uh, Kirk Cousins, 
uh, Dalvin Cook have to have to get be gotten off the field. Not very good English there. The Titans have to get them off the field, uh, and they can't give them big, long ball possessing drives um, because the Vikings, if they have a better time of possession, win games. Finally, the Titans tight ends have gained 267 yards on 23 receptions this season since week, no, I'm sorry, since week 16. Uh, So that's factoring in the playoffs. 11.6 yards per reception for the Titans tight ends. 11.6 yards per reception. Eighth best in the NFL in that time. The Vikings are allowing 16.8 yards per reception to tight ends since week 16. Worst in the NFL. So uh, maybe more to be had there for Johnny Smith, who started out on fire. He's got, uh, what, three touchdowns and uh, very effective uh, receiving with that huge play to start the game last week. Ferkser, um, you know, can do some damage um, and was was in the game plan last week. And Michael Pruitt had the, the great touchdown snatch um, in Denver. So, um, look out for the Titans tight ends. You've been listening to the Paul Kuharski podcast from paulkuharski.com. Be sure to check out my other podcast. It's called Elsewhere. It's produced by 104.5 The Zone, the radio station where I'm part of the Midday 180, which you can hear in Nashville from 9 to 1 on weekdays. Tune in on Monday. Hear Chad Withrow, Jonathan Hutton, and I break down every angle of the Titans result at Minnesota. I appreciate you joining me and I hope to see you at paulkuharski.com. The Paul Kuharski podcast is a joint production of paulkuharski.com and Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com. now.com.